Andrew's Daily Five. Five. In South Carolina, there are many tall pines. I remember the oak tree that we used to climb, but now when I Hey, I'm Andrew. Join Barrett and me as we count down the greatest country albums of all time. We're giving you three chords and the truth. truth. Welcome back. It is a happy Monday to everyone, and welcome to week two of this countdown of the greatest country albums of all time. How are you today, Barrett? Happy Country Monday, Andrew. All right. We are ready to talk about two more albums as we make our way to the greatest albums of all time. Remember, this list is based on 16 lists that I researched online, taking averages and doing all the totals. And so we are getting closer and closer to the best. Uh, Before we get to album 10, which is Barrett's... which Barrett's going to introduce in a second. I want to talk about that intro song real quick. That is Hickory Wind by The Birds. Now, this was from The Birds' sixth album in 1968. Uh, The Birds had mostly previously recorded folk rock and psychedelic rock, uh, and they shifted to country with this album uh, as they added country rock pioneer Graham Parsons, who we've heard from, to their lineup. Uh, And it has become the first major album that was widely recognized as country rock. So that was The Birds. Uh, if you've heard the birds before, it'd be like, you know, to everything, turn, 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 Mr. Tambourine Man, you know, all those folk songs that they, they heard, but they did make a really good country album. The reason I wanted to include this song is because many of the lists that I researched had this one, uh, had this one noted. It just didn't score enough points to make it to the, uh, to the top 20. All right, well, take it away. What is our number 10 album on this countdown? Number 10 is Dwight Yoakam, Guitars, Cadillacs, etc., etc. So it was released, uh, well, first it was Yoakam's debut album, and it was originally released as an EP in 84 and then as an LP in 86. And I know you've covered this before, but <laughs> remind me what and, and your listeners, what is an EP and an LP? Because okay. I see these all the time. Yes. So EP stands for Extended Play. Okay. And, and an ex- now you got to think of old records, okay? Oh, an extended gotcha. play okay. would be a smaller, it, uh-huh. it doesn't hold as much. And right. so usually artists would, so there's a single, which is like a seven inch. Right. And then an EP is usually like 20 to 25 minutes. And then an LP stands for long play. That's more like a 40 to 45 minute yeah. album. And of course, you can have double LPs and whatever if it's like a double album. So, so extended play is usually is not about four as to six long albums. as long play. Exactly. This is like the, this is like the Starbucks. Cup system, <laughs> Grande. And, you're like Grande. Yeah, I'll take. Right? Yeah. I'm like, honey, I got you a large cup. A, a it's large. Like I wanted Grande. I, want, like, I thought large was the largest. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So extended play is not as long as a long play. Correct. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. 
All right. Anyway, so uh, it was released as an LP in 86, and it went number one, and so did his next two albums. So this was his debut album, and his next two albums also went number one. So he... He uh, once once he finally hit it big, he really hit it big. Um, I love the guitar tone and play on this album, and and it makes sense because the it the album is also with Pete Anderson, who is a record producer and guitarist. Okay. And so him and Yoakam sort of teamed up, and and Pete Anderson played on twelve Yoakam albums. Um, and so uh, Pete Anderson said they complimented each other real well because. Yoakam loved, you know, singing, of course, and writing the lyrics, and then Anderson enjoyed arranging the music and producing the album, and so they, they worked together. Anderson said of their relationship, he said he, Dwight Yoakam, didn't want to do any of the things I wanted to do, and I didn't want to do any of the things he wanted to do, which made it non-competitive. And I think, I mean, anytime in music, it seems like if you have a right. long, you know, if you do twelve albums together, you got to get um, along. You, you yeah. got to get along. So um, that's great. That worked out. So anyway, really for them. so that was uh, that was cool, and the guitar. The guitar throughout this whole album is fantastic. It's yeah. really good. Really yeah. liked it. Yeah. So, and then just a little side note: the birds from the opening song uh, is one of Dwight Yoakam's big influences. Oh, cool! As I was researching right. that. So. Well, good. Yeah, this was an album I was not familiar with. I don't think I'd heard a single song on this album, so I really enjoyed it. Uh, let's get to the coin flip. You get to flip this yeah. time. I'll call uh, tails. Hey, all right. Um, so I, I I won the coin flip. So let's go with. My second favorite, which was It Won't Hurt. <laughs> um, Dwight Oakham wrote this song, and it is a. It reminded me of that George Jones song, The Drinking Don't Kill yes, Me. Yes, yes. Your memory will. Uh, I thought it was the same um, thing. So, anyway, just a song about alcohol, but uh, it's a great one. Here is It Won't Hurt. It won't hurt when I fall down from this bar stool. It won't hurt when I stumble in the street. It won't hurt cows and whiskey's is misery. Even whiskey cannot ease me. Today I have another bout sorrow. So I really like the piano in the background of this of this song. Uh, again, it's an alcohol versus heartbreak song, which is a very country theme. Uh, the lyric I wrote down, which I really liked, was, Even whiskey cannot ease you hurting me. 
But better still, your memory comes back up with each sunrise. I reach up for the bottle and find it's gone. Yellow tongue where every night whiskey leaves me to face this cold, cold world on my own. So even the whiskey leaves him at the end. And, right. you know, just his life is just in complete shambles. Didn't he say but... something like, isn't there a lyric in there about, like, if he could only find a bottle that would last through the night or something <laughs> right. like that? Right. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, again, we can't condone all the morals that are talked about on these songs, Shooting Delia on you, Friday. You, yeah, and, you just have to learn you know. from country songs. You, right. Yeah, That's right. What not to do. So, All right. Which one are you going to go with? All right. I'm going to go with South of Cincinnati. Okay. Cool. That was definitely a contender for me. I like that one a lot. Here it is. South of Cincinnati. If you ever get south of Cincinnati down where the dogwood trees grow If you ever get south of Mason Dixon to the home you left so long ago If you ever get south of the Ohio River down where Dixieland begins If you ever get south Of Cincinnati I'll be yours again She pulled the letter From the pages of her Bible And a rose pressed inside The book of Luke Fourteen years she'd write each day but keep it hidden Refused to even speak his name but still she wrote If you ever get south of Cincinnati Down where the dogwood trees grow If you ever get south of I lo- you know, obviously it's a it's a country song about a relationship that just can't get restored. So this girl wants the guy back. She's in the South. He's in Chicago, and she writes him every day for 14 years. <laughs> but then you find out that, it, and basically she's saying, if you ever get south of Cincinnati, you know, we'll we'll, we'll be together again. Uh, but then the last verse says, At a cold gray apartment in Chicago, a cigarette drowns inside a glass of gin. He lies there drunk, but it don't matter, drunk or sober, he'll never read the words that pride won't let her send. So oh. she wants him back, and she's written, you know, if you ever come south she of Cincinnati. She never sent the letters. But she never sends them. Oh, okay. She never sends them. So I didn't you know, catch that. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so she, it's like she wants him back. So if, if you are... You know, just if you're out there and you and you got a <laughs> you got a relationship you want restored, swallow your pride and go get Send them. the letters, yeah, man. <laughs> Send the letters to them. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, uh, my favorite song from the album, and this is the one we were talking about earlier, because at the beginning of the day we were kind of like, oh, "Hey, today's oh, the day." Okay, okay. This gotcha. one, like immediately, I just loved it, and it is terrible. It is a terrible song, but I just absolutely love this song, and it is, um, it is, I'll be gone. 
Oh, you know? oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. awful. So. Uh, okay, okay. Um, I was not tracking with you there for a second. Yeah. I was thinking you were gonna. Say, I was thinking you were gonna say a different song, but okay. anyway. No, I'll be gone. Oh, that is funny. Um, so yes. let me play it, and then we'll talk Actually, about it. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's just an awful song, but I just there's something about it that was just very, very funny to me. So let's listen to it, and then we'll chat a little bit more. I'll be gone. Take off your clothes and slip under the sheets Then I turn and kick the boots off my feet Hey, I pull your clothes without a word Cause there's no need to speak Girl, beauty like yours is hard to beat But I'll be gone in the morning In the morning I'll be gone Cause I'm not warm hanging on Hey, please don't think You done something wrong In the morning when you wake Find me gone Okay, so Dwight Yoakam wrote this, I hope, and not from personal experience, because this guy is a jerk. I mean, just a royal jerk. Um, he doesn't even want to talk to her. He just wants a one-night stand, and then he's gone. Uh, the lyric I, I like the most, uh, Just a look from those fiery eyes can all but erase the memory of any other's face, and the passion they unleash could cause me to misplace and lose all track of time without a trace. But I'll be gone in the morning. <laughs> Oh man, just if you're listening to this, don't be don't, this guy. Don't be that guy. So, yeah. yeah, and the fiddle solo in the middle was was excellent. Yeah. So was this one an honorable? No, mention I, for I you really or? I like this. It was one of those where I'm like, man, I really like this, but I'm just not going to pick it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did. Um, the other honorable mention for me was 20 Years. I like that song a lot. Yeah, so, I mean, this was a really good. Album. It was the whole yeah. thing. What did you kind have? What were your um, other favorites? I, I like Honky Tonk Man. Okay, yeah, yeah. that was a good one. Cool. All right. Well, that's Dwight Yoakam. Now, you said guitars um, at the beginning. Uh, that's a very country way to say it, but Dwight Yoakam's Guitars, Cadillacs, etc., etc., from 1986. Oh, it is guitars. Guitars. Guitars, Cadillacs. <laughs> All right. Moves on to number nine, our uh, final album of the day. Uh, this was Nitty Gritty Dirt Band's Will the Circle Be Unbroken from 1992, or from 1972. The album's title comes from a song by Ada Harbershan and reflects how the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band was trying to tie together two generations of musicians. So they were a young country rock band with a hippie look. And um, Acuff, uh, who's one of the guests on the albums, describes them as a bunch of long-haired West Coast boys. Uh, the other players on the album were much older, and they were sort of the famous musicians from the 40s, 50s, and 60s, primarily as old-time country and bluegrass players. So basically, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band invited all these old-timers to join them, and they made this epic record together. Every track on the album was recorded on the first or second take, straight to two-track masters, so the takes are raw and unprocessed. 
Um, additionally, Which is crazy. It, with, yeah, with the the the, the talent, the quality of this yeah, is the really talent amazing. Here is yeah. amazing that it only took two tracks, and it they didn't have to do anything afterwards. Right. Uh, an- additionally, another tape ran continuously throughout the entire week-long recording session and captured the dialogue. So you're going to hear that if I get to play one of my songs. There's a lot of dialogue of them just sort of talking. And, and, and they're kind of like arranging the song, and then they just go. Yeah, yeah. They're talking they're like, like, hey, why don't hey, you do this, and I'll do this. Yeah, and, hey, I you know, like so. that bass line you put on that thing there, right, buddy. Yeah. And, you know, and then they're like, let's do it. And bam. <laughs> they do it. It's a long album. So it's 106 minutes. It's 42 songs. 16 of, their, of them are instrumental. Um, I always felt a little, when I looked at how many songs there were, I'd get a little overwhelmed. And after about two times through the album, I was like, okay, these are the 10 that I'm going to focus on. And then I kind of whittled it down to my three favorites. Yeah. Uh, but just a great album. Uh, if anyone likes Blue grass and old-time country definitely check this album out yeah um okay anything else to say on the album before we get to the songs no cool i'm gonna flip the coin here heads tails okay so it's not garner it's it's just we're back to the old ways we're tied um okay i'm gonna choose my second favorite of the album, and that is Losing You Might Be the Best oh, Thing Yet. nice. Yeah. Um, All right. Love this song. This is co-written by Jimmy Martin, who was dubbed the king of bluegrass, and he sang the lead vocal on the song. He played the guitar. He is joined by a banjo, harmonica, mandolin, fiddle, and drums. So let's take a listen to Losing You Might Be the He's Best like Thing the Yet. He's like classic bluegrass vocal. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it is. And you're going to hear some awesome vocal stuff oh, going yeah. on in this one. So here it is. No such thing as sleep or jealous food And being jealous about someone like you Is sort of foolish too The life you chose is a life you want, I guess Losing you might be the best thing here From the shame and the gutter you were making yourself quite a name. I wanted you, you wanted anyone you could get. Losing you might be the best thing yet. Well, the lyric I wrote down that I love so much was, The longest day I live, I'll still be suffering from the shame. While in the gutter, you were making yourself quite a name. The loneliness is all that I regret. Losing you might be the best thing yet. That is the, <laughs> yes, that is the lyric that stood out to me, too. <laughs> this is so great. And then just his, his vocal delivery is fantastic. I think you said while we were playing it, this was your favorite of the... Yeah, this, this is your number, number one, one pick yeah. of, of the um, album, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we get to now hear your number two. Yeah, so like you were saying, the, there's a lot of popular people on this album but the the other one i want to pick is um you don't know my mind by by jimmy martin as well so jimmy martin gets a second mention here 
Uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to You Don't Know My Mind. like the bluegrass version of you don't know me <laughs> you don't know me i just <laughs> i just like like he you know he's just like i'm not wasting my time with you you know second guessing my decision making which sounds pretty you know like he's not really making good decisions <laughs> right. but he's just like you don't know me you don't know why i'm doing the things i'm doing any lyrics you wrote down from this one so I, I like the. Um, it says you're born to lose a drifter, and that's me. It's like <laughs> like like we're born. To, you were born to be with me, but but I'm a drifter. You're gonna lose me again. Uh, that's great. That was a good one. Again, this whole album's great. Uh, my favorite song was "Dark as a Dungeon," which is probably a song that a lot of people know. Um, this was actually written by Merle Travis, who's the lead singer on this one. So you'll get to hear someone other than Jimmy Martin. Uh, he recorded this in 1946, and I think that's the version that I fell in love with. Now Johnny Cash sings this at Folsom Prison, so that mm-hmm. may be the version everyone knows. But I had this compilation of like the greatest bluegrass songs of all time. And it was old stuff, and I'm pretty sure that's when I like this song because I know the version I had oh, was so, not Johnny Cash. You but. know, I think that's like it really matters which version you hear first, right? Because yeah. the first version I ever heard of this song was Johnny Cash, and that's one of the reasons I didn't pick it. I love the song, right? But I just it, you We're know, just in like my Johnny mind, Cash. it's yeah. just like oh, if Johnny Cash is not singing it with that <laughs> low rumbling voice, I, I um, anyway, I just I like Johnny Cash's better. But that's interesting that you heard this one first, yeah. and you like yeah. this better. Yeah, I really yeah. like Merle Travis's voice. So let's take a listen to "Dark as a Dungeon." Come and listen, you fellers, so young and so fine And seek not your fortune in the dark, dreary mines It will form as a habit and seep in your soul Till the stream of your blood runs as black as the coal Where it's dark as a dungeon and damp as the dew Where the danger is double and the pleasures are few Where the rain never falls And the sun never shines 
Well, it's dark as a dungeon way down in the mine. There's many a man I have known in my day Who lived just to labor his whole life away Like a fiend with his dope and a drunkard his wine A man will have lust for the lure of the mind Where it's dark as a dungeon, damp as the dew Where the danger is double and the pleasures are few Where the rain never falls And the sun never shines Well, it's dark as a dungeon Way down in the mine Okay, yeah, just really have always liked that song. It's a lament about the danger and drudgery of being a coal miner in a shaft mine. Uh, as a guest on the album, Merle sang the lead vocal on this version uh, 26 years after he had done it as a solo artist. Um... The uh, uh, the thing that I liked about this uh, was the alliteration of this line, where it's dark as a dungeon and damp as the dew, where the danger is double and the pleasures are few. So, I mean, that's just a great, great line. Um, anyway, something about the melody and the words has always appealed to me, even though I have no idea what it'd be like to be a coal miner, but um, just have always liked this song. Um, what were some of your honorable mentions? Well, I mean, with with this song here, I think, I mean, that's what I love about country music is I feel like more than any other genre of music, it allows you to sort of, I don't know, just jump into a world where you're, you know, this guy seeking after the rodeo or you're, (laughs) you know, um, (laughs) you're a honky tonk man or you're, I don't know. It just, it, uh, it's a way of sort of like experiencing different lives. I don't know. I just like the way guys write lyrics. But some honorable mentions on this. I mean, I love Oh Brother Where Art Thou? And so, like, right. Keep On the Sunny Side yep. is on this album. Uh, Merle Travis does Nine Pound Hammer that I really like. So th- those are c- a couple of the ones. The, the other ones I like. Will the Circle Be Unbroken? That was a good song. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a contender as well for me. Yeah. Uh, the other one I had was Tennessee Stud. And honestly, just the dialogue at the beginning when he's like, your fiddle break comes right after I get back and whoop your brother and your pop. Oh, it's, know, yeah, it's like uh, it's just it's just so fantastic. I don't so. know what he's even talking about there, but no, no, no. So there's a line in the song where he says that he's going to oh, go. Oh, whoop. oh, that's right, that's right. And then the fiddle that's break right. comes. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're, yeah. they're arranging the song in real time. That's right. He's like, remember that line about whooping your father and your paw? And like yeah. the first couple times I heard, it, I was like, what's he talking about? You know? Yeah, right. But then I that's got it. Right. So. Yeah. Anyway, right. and then Cash actually recorded this song, Tennessee Stud, on his American Recordings from Friday's right. album. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Pretty, pretty cool. All right. Well, that'll do it for today. Um, we are at 8-4 on the coin flip now. So, uh, you know, you were making a comeback, and now we have uh, we have four more coin flips left. No, we've got we've got eight more coin flips left. So you still got a chance to, to make a run at it. We've got, oh, yeah, we do. Okay, yeah, we've got yeah. eight more albums. So we'll come back nice. tomorrow with uh, number eight and number seven. Um, and, uh, yeah, we hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining us. See you all later. Thanks,